Dear Shooter, So you want to get the lady in your life into shooting? That's great. Now you can't teach them and definitely don't equip them with your stuff because that's never going to work. Put them in a class and shut up. She will be out shooting you shortly. Of course I have. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. But get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter to your day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. Wow, <laughs> feel the love. There it is. <laughs> and Brandon Jones here. With all of the sensibilities of the <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Good Thursday morning. We are here with two experts in the field of the women's shooting sports. We've got Brandy, of course, who's one of our all-time hosts, and we're here with Caitlin Wheeler. How are you doing, Caitlin? I am doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, we are doing awesome. I am, uh, I think, into my second glass of bourbon and feeling fine. Oh, no. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, it just goes downhill from here, right? Everything's oh, better ob- with obviously. lube. <laughs> Especially at 3 a.m., right? Always yes. at 3 a.m. Oh, yes. <laughs> Best time. 3 a.m. requires more lube sometimes. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So we're, we're here talking about especially new women shooters into the shooting sports and just the problems that we always see, especially when it's husbands, boyfriends, fathers, getting women into the shooting sports, but holding such a bias that they end up handicapping those they're trying to help. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a dead <laughs> mic moment. <laughs> well, when you do a fact, there was no question there. Oh, uh, nobody. Right. Even, yeah, so, but I didn't even get agreement. You guys are all staring at me like I have a third hey, eye. Hey, I said yes. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> well, it, how about some experience? Have you had any kind of experience with this whatsoever? Um, kind of, but not really, if that makes any sense at all. I'm sure you'll so, elaborate. Yeah, obviously. Um, so I grew up around firearms, never shooting them, but just around them. And down at deer camp and everything, never really shot, like, like I said. But um, all of the guys would always nag on my parents, like, you need to just put a gun in her hands. You need to do this. Like, let her shoot. Let her do this. But they were all shooting, like, big calibers. And I was, like, four you don't want to put a giant caliber in a four-year-old's hand and go, yeah, go have fun. That is, you know, that's absolutely brilliant, and and you're absolutely right. However, to be fair, they were right. They needed to put a gun in your hand. We, right. we've seen you but shoot. Start with like a twenty-two. Right. Start with something. You know, manageable. something that I can handle. Right, and then also something I can be safe with. Right. So that's of course you know the number one rule. Brandy, what was the first gun you shot? 
They put a <laughs> Desert Eagle 50 cal in my hands. What yep. a retard move. Right. It took three guys to catch me as I went backwards with the gun. So now the gun is not facing a safe direction on the way. Now, did that just, do they think it was yeah. funny or what was the reasoning behind it? I am not really sure the reason, but apparently it was hilarious. Mm, not so much. What was your first gun, Caitlin? Um, my first gun that I ever remember shooting was a BB gun. All right. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a good way to start. Hey, air guns. Uh, grew air up in 4-H, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in 4-H competing in BB, so, yeah, that, there was that. So you were you were actually competing in full-on air rifles? In a way, yes. It, like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not talking about the, the Red Rider BB gun. You had something a little bit more advanced than that. Yeah, I don't remember what brand it was necessarily but i mean it was a decent bb gun um and i only did like a few competitions so i wouldn't necessarily say i was a like an avid competitor in it but i did do it like a couple times a year so no but, but i went a, from as, shooting as we've seen you you have become an absolute rock star in the three gun world oh yeah yeah but i went from shooting bb gun literally directly into shooting Nine mil, two twenty three, and twelve gauge. No humility so, whatsoever. Nine mil, two no. two three, and twelve gauge is where you started. No. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. And of those three, what's your favorite? Oh. Do I have to choose one? Well, if you had see, here's to, which one would it be? If I. I'll put her on spot. Yeah, right on the spot. <laughs> See, I hate this. Okay, but you have to think. First of all, they're all three very different calibers. Second of all, you shoot them three very different ways and can use them in multiple different ways. And each one of my cal- like each one of my guns that I use nearly daily, like they all have something unique about them that makes me love them one over the other. So it's very hard for me to say, "Oh, I love one gun over the other." when I shoot them all as a group and it's me working with the three guns in competition to compete. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to be able to choose between the three guns I rely on the most. Well, not, I, I like, hear what you're saying, but I mean, I'm, I'm still going to let you off the hook. You're asking her to pick her favorite yeah, I baby. I am. You, what you're asking yeah, exactly. her to do is pick the AR because your optics are on them. Well, that, that, well that's she can't what hurt I'm my thinking, feelings. Though. It's fine. She can totally hurt my part of me wants to, Part of me really wants to say the AR just to make Jason one happy, but part of me also just wants to irritate him more and go with pistol side. But which one's the truth? Because Depends on know. the day. It, it literally does. Like, if I'm having a really good rifle day, I'm like rifle all the way. If I'm having a great pistol day, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite gun in the world. All right, so let me, let me change the question. Which one do you sleep with? Pistol. All right, see, there it is. That yeah. wasn't so hard. And now but I have been elevated. But you didn't start with that. <laughs> See, you got to get your questions more on point here if you want me to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, you're on the podcast <laughs> regardless of my questions, but yes. Hmm. You did answer. Oh, yeah. It's it's the it's the good Jason's idea. I get it. <laughs> and thank you for that. Of course. The good Jason. I liked us better when we were numbers. <laughs> Uh, okay, we started out one. squared. It's a number. <laughs> Just a nitty-bitty yeah, number, which you can relate to. Oh, now she's starting <laughs> short jokes. 
It's all right. <laughs> I am short, and I embrace that. That's why he's got a Glock 48 sitting next to him, because it actually makes his hand look big. It does. You should see this thing. <laughs> As a fellow short person, it it has it. It's it's an advantage sometimes. And Jason number two, on the other hand, is he's neither short nor tall, so he's in the middle, which means absolutely unremarkable. That's right, and everything fits. <laughs> Makes him absolutely nothing. I like and his <laughs> wife chimes in. That's awesome. I like the gray man. I don't be noticed. Leave me alone. <laughs> so to bring this back around the, the whole point of this is we're, we're talking about getting women into the shooting sports especially women that have, have really never shot before we see pitfalls with it all the time i i teach a a college course that we we work with the local community college here and we we do days where it's a women's clinic they get to do all kinds of self-defense related things medical shooting hand-to-hand, less lethal type stuff, and and get their foot in the door and see what's available to them. One of the things that we have made a point of in this class is there's no men allowed. Uh, Husbands, boyfriends, you don't get to look over a shoulder and give advice. Uh, This is their class because the advice that's typically given is horribly bad. Anybody that's emotionally attached to a student shouldn't be in an instructor role. Um, mm-hmm. stereotypically martial arts for for centuries now, a family member could not teach that student. Right. And that was something that I told Brandy. As, as soon as we started dating, um, one of, you know, early on in our relationship before we started dating, she actually took one of my IDS classes. And shortly thereafter, we started dating. I think your, your daughter made the comment that you bagged the teacher. But one of the first things I told you when we got together was, I can't teach you anymore. No, because you don't listen to your significant other the way you listen to a complete stranger, as weird as that sounds. It's true, though. Yeah. It's it's very true. There's an emotional attachment, which gives a bias, and filters come up. The students can push the buttons of the instructor, and it's it's just counterproductive. Absolutely. I I feel like, too, in the midst of that, not only is it... Well, yeah, in the counterproductive sense, but like if you are instructing your significant other, I feel like you're not going to want to, you're either going to not want to push them as hard as the others in return of like them not getting mad at you, or you're not going to push them and, or you're going to push them too hard, I should say. Right. To where then they're just going to start getting tired of it. And instead of learning, you're going to be putting like a bad impression in their mouth versus well, you're wanting a good impression. Well, it ends up in, in an argument. Um, yeah. And you're absolutely right. You push each other's buttons because you know exactly what they are. And 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 there is there's that, well, I don't want to push you too hard or I'm going to push you harder because I want you mm-hmm. to be better. Um, but, but it doesn't come across like that when it's a spouse or a girlfriend or, or you know, even a child to a certain extent. Right. And I can see an exception. Uh some friends of mine, James Gilland, exceptional shooter, he took his new bride and showed her a little bit of the fundamentals. And But then he had to stop. And Melissa took over from there, learning from teammates and things like that. And she has become one of the top women shooters in the country. 
Well, and I, I, I would say that the exception there is that Jim is an instructor in his own right, and I think he can step out of that spouse role and be the instructor. But he also knew when to stop and right. let it turn over to training. Right, right. Because she'd beat him. Oh, it was horrible. And one of the, one of the things that, that's really, um, I, I guess that I'm, I'm really happy, uh, Caitlin, as I've gotten to know you, and I know who your sponsors are, and I know who your mentors are. Um, I, I think you've been really lucky. And, I, and I'm going to call out somebody here. Um, I've seen a lot of women shooters have a really bad experience with, with Taryn Butler. Yes. There is a lot of bad press. Now, some of it's rumor mill. Some of it's factual. Um, but you can't get around some simple facts of that engine that he puts out. He does create some exceptional shooters, and he brings them from seemingly nowhere to do it. But some of the things that, you know, and we all know that every rumor has a grain of truth to it. Um, that's that's, true. that's how it gets out there. We also know some, some true cases of some things that have happened with Taryn. And, and as the industry goes, I think everybody in the industry kind of knows where where things are with that but that's one of the absolute worst places for a woman to get into the shooting sports mm-hmm. it's the wrong ideals for longevity right now i saw some some photos with with you caitlin and Taryn. um yes that was a shot show and that's the big the big show where everybody's getting seen right and make no mistake yes, about it Taryn has a lot of reach a lot of reach are are you looking to go that level of training, or what are you looking to do? Um, as far as like training with Taryn, or just like high that high level. That high level. Um, I. That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> I'm um, really good at those, by the way. Yeah, I'm fully aware. Um, I want to push myself hard enough to be able to train at that high of a level, but. I don't want to go past someone trying to change me or what I believe in and my morals and try to change who I am as a person um, to get to that to the point of training that I want to have. And that, um, and that I think that's awesome because you're not willing to yeah. sacrifice your moral compass for fame and fortune. Yes. And that's, that's and, pretty rare in the world right now. Yeah, and I've actually come, especially here in these last couple of months with me turning 18 and kind of moving out of the junior shooting side of it because I'm graduating out of that and moving more into the big boy shooting, I guess you could call it. Like, I've, there have been some people that have reached out to me, but I know kind of where they come from. I know what they believe and it's not that I don't want to train with them or I don't want to be a part of something big with them, but I can kind of, I'm an overthinker, so I overthink nearly everything. And I think of like point A to point Z, where it could go, where it couldn't go. And I just, if it keeps me from having millions of followers versus like me actually being myself. I'm I, like, I'll lose them. I, that's not something that's important to me. 
And I feel like I can actually be a much better influencer and a better person in general in the shooting community and get a much further reach no matter how many followers I have if I actually stay true to myself and I am my own person and not just part of a huge group of people who might have some good things to say might not have good things to say and it's like a huge pool of can you really trust or believe what's going on if that makes sense it makes perfect sense and Caitlin if you stick true to those ideals you're going to tell the industry that you can't be bought. Performance mm-hmm. speaks. And I'm exceptionally proud to be part of the beginnings of that because that other side of the coin that you just described is everything that's wrong with the industry. Well, integrity yes, is sir. everything. At the end of the day, how often do we see companies just sacrificing integrity for sales, for likes, for reposts, mm-hmm. for everything? I th- that th- and that's one thing I, Caitlin, you you've had great influences in your shooting career, and I and I speak personally for Lucid that they're never going to sacrifice their integrity over you. I'll then bend I a little that. bit if it means keeping Caitlin. I mean, it's that important. But you're not you're 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 not going to sacrifice her integrity. Oh, absolutely not. for your brand. Absolutely not. Where it, yeah. we we see that with other companies. No, 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 no. Every day. Yeah. It's incredibly important that that moral compass be established early. And I have to hand it to your parents. They've raised you right. Um, Absolutely. I'm a fifth-generation Wyoming kid raised with manners. And every day uh, you you impress me with your ability to articulate and maintain your integrity. Um, Question for you. As you go and do what you do and do it well, what advice do you give those folks that are trying to get their significant other into the shooting sports? Where should they start? How should they approach it? So I think the best way to start is to first figure out if that's actually what they want to do or not. Um, I do see a lot of families, um, me personally, like people who I'm close with, see me shooting. And then the husband male figure wants the female to be a shooter or just shoot in general or carry or whatever and practically force that upon her where it be her choice or not like it's not that she's necessarily scared of guns or doesn't like guns but she doesn't want to shoot them and I think that's one of the biggest problems is a man trying to force shooting up like at least let her try it once without forcing her to. You know what I mean? Absolutely right. Couldn't agree with you more. And then obviously don't be like Brandy and throw a uh, Desert Eagle in her hands first. Highly don't recommend. But I'm going to introduce you to Marissa Bishop. That woman loves ridiculously large calibers. She's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She might be a little on the crazy side, but you got to admit that the Bishop cartridges are pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Love her to death, but scared to death of her guns because, God, they hurt. And coming back to Brandy's first experience, she had this experience. Um, they caught it on film. It was horrific. But then Brandy took a step back and rebounded from that 
and has mm-hmm. progressed into becoming quite a substantial force on the range. Now, wait, let's let, let's back up for a second. She rebounded from that, but she rebounded from that through the tutelage of people who actually cared and wanted her to enjoy the experience. So, mm-hmm. Brandy, from the, from the 50 AE pistol shot, where'd you go next? How'd you claim that back? Well, it's, I'm, I'm tougher than a lot of women out there. Most women you do that to, they're not going to come back. Me, I still wanted to. I saw that they had humor in it. I was not so humored. But I was smart enough to go back and talk to other people. And they brought me back into, we started with the 22 and then worked up to the 380, worked up to the 9, and then I got into rifle. And honestly, the rifle's my favorite. But it did not stop me. But 90% of the women out there, that would have stopped them forever. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're in the middle of, you know, you've, you've made this progression to the point that um, as soon as we get a barreled action in, we're building you a 6.5 PRC, basically a mile gun. Still not a 50 cal. No, but we know what a 50 ca- <laughs> will do. It's minute of earth. You want something that will actually hit what you aim at. Well, yeah, and I chose that cartridge because I hunted with it in South Africa, and I really enjoy it. It's very accurate. It's a great firearm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't beat you to death? Generally, no, not like yours. Mine doesn't beat you to death. Now she's referencing your 300 Well, PRC. you're also a man. Well, the one that I rechambered into the 6.5 for her because it beat me to death. Not well, the 300, yeah, you had to put a weight of a five-year-old child on it to not beat you to death. But it's a dream to shoot now. It is very nice to shoot. And to Caitlin's comment, you know, he's a man. He doesn't have an exceptionally large frame, and he is definitely recoil sensitive. Um, we've put him in situations where he developed a flinch and went backwards in his training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You did that on purpose just to be a so not just the girl how did you come out of that no that's a great question how do you rebound from a a shooting mistake and get back on track well okay so and 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 let's let's put the whole thing in perspective too because at the very same time that this happened um i was using a a lightweight seven mag in a elr competition and it was a gun that I wasn't familiar with, and it and and just the sheer round count in in this competition just beat me to death over the course of two days. Now at the same time, I had just rebarreled a three oh eight, and unknowingly there were some issues with that barrel. So at the same time, and I kind of I developed a flinch that took a month or so to kind of get over. Uh, I was fighting with this three oh eight, trying to figure out why I couldn't hit minute of barn with the stupid thing um because once we reach a certain level and and caitlin i'm sure you'll agree with this we we're kind of loath to blame the gear for our failings Mm -hmm. um so of course you know when we're having problems like that the the gear is the last thing we want to blame um so between those two issues I, i i struggled pretty hard for about three months uh especially in my long range shooting Caitlin. Yeah, I remember I remember multiple conversations between me and Jason number one, back to the numbers. Um she where loves us again. we were talking Yeah, I know. I've always loved y'all. 
but uh, multiple conversations talking about lucid optics just in general and how much I have progressed in the last year of shooting with lucid optics. And that's been from him sitting me down and helping me understand the science behind it. Like it's all a science. It's not just, oh, well, I'm going to do this here and it should work. It's like it's actual science. And it's it's improved me a lot. And so ever since then, just like me going to other matches, I actually sit down now and will look at, you know, windage, what like altitude that I'm at, the density in the air, all of this. And now I understand, okay, back then when I was having rifle problems, it wasn't the gear. It was me. Like, it was all my doing on why I wasn't hitting that target at 300 yards. Now I know my gear is on. It's working. It's in check. It's doing what it's supposed to do. I now have to recorrect myself and then continue going. I always hate it when it's the software. But I couldn't be more proud hearing that come back. After watching that season that she went through, she had a couple stumbles. But she overcame Mm -hmm. them. And then finished really strong that season. Yes. Yes. A couple of stumbles. Is that the season that you fell down? We watched you do that. Oh, let's not talk about that. We're not going to talk about the face plan? Hey, when she does something, she does it full tilt. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Why why do something halfway when you full send it? You only live once, right? Overkill is underrated. Yeah. They're still correcting but, those mean, skid still. marks in the parking lot that you left. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when But also though, if you do want to talk about that, very honestly, if me being a we're talking about women in the industry. So I'll say this. If you can look at me and see me fall over and over and over again and still get back up and still continue shooting with a hurt shoulder and skid marks all the way down my leg. And with and shooting with a smile on my face, I as I am in excruciating pain. You gotta know how much I love the sport, so you know. And just go just ahead. just to be fair, we we watched that video over and over, and for about the first five yeah. times, the 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 reaction was kind of ooh that hurt, and after that, mm-hmm. we just laughed. It gets funnier. It does. <laughs> But see, now I can go back and laugh at that, but I'm proud of myself for getting up. But the point of it is, even though you may fall hundreds of times, you have to get back up because you might be failing. But if you're failing, that means that you're trying harder than you were. Well, let me ask you this. So failure is a good thing. So, okay. So so let me ask you this. And, and on your journey, we always say that if you're not failing, you're not learning because we don't mm-hmm. we don't learn from when everything goes right. We learn when things are going wrong. Yes, you, you I can, completely agree. You, as I say, you can elaborate on that. And at the end of the day, though, th- that advice that we just w- walked through, that's not gender specific. No, a lot Mm-mm. of shooters no. fail because they gave up on themselves. Right, and and let me let me turn this kind of back into subject matter here uh let let, let's let's talk about gear for a second um caitlin i know i know you're into quite a bit more advanced gear than a new shooter would get into but one of the things that just irritates me to no end and and i always see it around christmas the most is 
you know, you walk by the gun counter and you've got husband or boyfriend standing there with the gun counter help, just peer pressuring the the lady into an an LCP or uh, oh we got a, we got this little pink revolver or mm-hmm. this little tiny nine millimeter look I, and and I think you'll attest to this those are experts guns mm-hmm. um, you got to understand the recoil because you're you're talking about a nine millimeter recoil in a very very compact gun that doesn't have the mass to absorb it yes. Mass is your friend. Yes. So, uh, Caitlin, what what do you typically shoot for a handgun in competition? So, for me personally, now, again, this is all strictly, like, my own opinion. Um, I have small hands. I like bigger guns. Not a lot of people go for that. I shoot a X5 Legion in competition and three gun and it's got kind of in my personal opinion kind of a medium-sized grip and but it fits my hand nearly perfectly um and i say that because it's a big enough gun to where i can physically hold it and control it and i have now been able to acquire the right grip to where i can control it with we're like, there's not as much recoil as if you had like limp wrist or something like that. Um, but it's just, it's an overall great gun. So is, is, Um, does that have adjustable grips on it? Could you, can you change out the grip profile on it? I think so. I'm honestly not sure about that. I don't know. I haven't ever looked. Got to look in the box, see if there's extra parts. It ain't, I, well, you know, I did, it came with another recoil spring, but I mean, that doesn't have to do with grips. That's really all that was really in the box. Interesting. So out of the yeah. box, the, is it the X5 Legion? Yes. So that gun fit you right out of the box? Yes, it fit me very well. And it's a full-size frame? Full-size frame, everything. Double stack, what's the round count in it? Um, in mine, which I have extended pads on it, but I can hold 21 rounds in my mag. That's a lot of ammo. That's a lot of ammo, but that's, that's my kind of talking about ammo. What, what was your very first gun? What did you start out with? Um, I started off with a, um, Glock 34 that had a whole bunch of mods on it. So the trigger was lighter. It it was worn down. So the guy who got me into shooting, it was actually, it started off as his um, Homeland Defense gun or Homeland Security gun. And then he sent it off to Mod 1 Firearms and they went through it and Cerakoted it and everything. And so it was a decked out red Glock 34. So, but But you had shot it before you took it into competition. You were comfortable with it. You liked it. Nope. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that just threw my whole point out the window. <laughs> you nope. pulled you pulled this out of a box out of his trunk and took it into competition. Jason, my very first experience shooting any gun period other than the BB gun I started off with was literally in the middle like day 1 of RO shoot like top 10 matches in the state of three like it was a high-end match, major so, match. So your real first shooting experience, they threw you in the deep end of the pool with the sharks with lasers on their heads. Yep. 
but it was the best experience of my life. How did you place that day? Um, I placed dead last. Well, so, well, actually, let me rephrase. On scoring and everything, I placed dead last. However, in my mind, I honestly placed first. I won the entire day. Because you had an absolute blast, didn't you? I had a blast. It changed my life forever. And literally, at the end of the day, all the ROs kind of looked at me and was just like, so how is that? And I looked at mom and I was like, I think I'm going to need to borrow your pocketbook. <laughs> and she just laughed. And that's how it went. And so now I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Like, it was... It was interesting. Now, how long ago was that? So it was June of 2020. So almost three years ago. Okay. And your yeah. your journey and your evolution has landed you now evolving out of the junior circuit, headed into mm -hmm. the, the, what class are you shooting now? So now it's just kind of free for all, I guess, um, until I turn 50 and then I'll be in like senior division. Um, and I'm not going into law enforcement, so I won't be in, like, Leo or anything like that. So right now, I will just be classified as a lady. So I'll be shooting in the ladies' category if they have it at the match. Okay. All right. Do you ever yeah. correlate those scores between men and women? You know, that you, you could be top lady at the course, but end up being what overall? I do. Um, I don't personally there's a lot of factors that I look at and take into account. So like if, if there's a hundred shooters at a match and I place 89th, there's a lot of factors I play in. First of all, those that are above me, how long have they been competing? Second of all, who are they that I'm competing against? What major am I at? You know, stuff like that, which thankfully I have been able to actually, I believe don't quote me on this, but I believe last time I checked, all the matches last year I shot in top 50% of all matches I shot, which was a huge accomplishment for me. But there's, depending on who I'm shooting against, what they have done in their life to make them that kind of shooter, um, I look up to those kind of people and push myself to beat them, just like the juniors that I've been shooting with for the last two 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 and a half years, I have become great friends with. And we have all been pushing each other to the point of, oh, well, this one might have beat me this match, but then I beat her this other match. And it's just like a back and forth game on who can beat the other, but then also lift each other up to the point of making each other better. So so the last question I've I mean, got for you on this vein is the guy that got you into shooting. Yes. He competes. He did. Yes. He did? Is he out? Um, unfortunately, last October he passed away. Oh, no. Well, yeah. that negates my next question because I was going to ask if you continued to beat him on the range. But <laughs> did you ever shoot better than he did? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I did. So the student surpasses the teacher. <laughs> yes. Well, and. With his own equipment. Ooh. <laughs> It was Inst awesome. Let's rub a little salt in that wound. That's the best. <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin, I don't know if, if, if you've ever heard. I, I took Brandy to her first PRS-style match a couple of years ago, and it was in Laramie in February. Um, and, and let me just set the scene for you. It was 25 degrees ambient temperature with winds that Ooh. sustained 
45 gusting to 60 so with the wind chill we were you know we were somewhere in the 12 to 15 below zero um, hateful yeah and and it was her her <laughs> first prs match <laughs> and every every woman that walked into that match had quit within like four stages it was just an eight stage mm-hmm. one day match um she actually beat jason wilson pretty handily on that day oh, i was trying that to, be had last, to hurt and i couldn't did you make it. sure to ice it afterwards yeah all the way home you might have been yeah Mm. well he was already iced at the end of the competition (laughs) it was cold it was cold that day but she did well she did extremely well Mm -hmm. i i i had to do really well because i think it was stage six at the targets i was aiming at and i actually had to call my own ceasefire now i never hit one of them but we had that you know couple of deer that showed up and decided to lay down next to my target right don't next, you love that right next to the target um to be fair now jason was trying to be last and he couldn't uh because one of the reps for athlon optics showed up and out of an 80 round match connected once i mean a blind squirrel finds a nut more than that <laughs> especially when that blind squirrel it has an optic. Well, you, you wrapped yeah. an optics company. I mean, it was it was very demoralizing. I couldn't achieve my goal. I, I, you know what? I even threw you in a sand pit and got your action full of sand to, to try and help that. It took me three weeks to get that gun running again. I, I tore, I tore Brandy's gun apart after that match, and it took it. It, it was a seven-hour ordeal to get all the sand out. Dang. It was it was bad, and the the worst part of it was that was the burpee stage. So you had to go up onto a table and down onto the ground, and up on the table and back down on the other side. And I'm like, what kind of game is this? I did well at that. That sounds one. like tactical games. They're yeah, very that's similar. a little bit. PRS around here is a, it's a carnival. Not gonna lie. But let let me ask you this, Brandy. How did you feel after that match? Because I I remember the conversation on the way home, and and as cold and exhausted as you were, you were just absolutely on fire. I was, and yes, I was freezing for like four hours, but I was on fire. It was great. I did not come in last. I was obviously top lady because I wasn't going to quit when they all quit, which, you know, that's a gimme. I'm so proud of you for that. So, but will I go back to Laramie in February? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Because that's what he does to me. So every time he takes me to my first whatever. So my my honeymoon, believe go. it or not, was small units Uh-oh. tactics. That is seven days in a tent, no showers. I'm eating crap out of a bag that you put hot water on. We're marching 11 miles a day up mountains, through hills, valleys. It's like 100 degrees during the day. It's 30 degrees at night. This was our honeymoon. So all my firsts have been absolutely fantastic with this man. <laughs> She's Maybe. still with him. Yeah, no, she makes me sound like a monster. Yar. To be fair. I think he's great for it. Uh, I'm just saying. Well, thank you. But to be fair, and, and to this day, you are the only woman to have completed that course. There's a reason for that. I actually 
made it longer than a guy. You <laughs> did. that guy not really wimped out like he did, you probably wouldn't have made it either, though. No, I was considering during that one to leave, but when the first guy was like, you know, I can't do this, I'm out, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm tougher than you. I'm tougher than you. I'll just tell myself <laughs> that the rest of the week. It's cool. Sheer no, determination and resolve. Mm-hmm. And uh, from an instructor perspective, and, and, and Caitlin, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this now that you're becoming an instructor. Um, I, I always enjoy seeing the women come to class because their ego gets left at the door. They come in, they listen, they do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they just, they, they achieve so much more than a lot of the men that come in and go, well, I already know what I'm doing. Well, it, it, men have a horrible track record of doing that. They come into the situation with an ego that I've been shooting all my life. I know what I'm doing. And they sit down and do everything wrong. A woman, on the other hand, same scenario, comes into the class and listens to the instructions, does exactly what the skill sets are required to do to build the foundation for the rest of the day. And by the time the day closes... The women shooters in class are heads and shoulders more proficient, having more fun at the end of the day. Very few of those had husbands or boyfriends involved, which is why they succeeded the way they did. Mm -hmm. That's valid. That's valid. I I think to just kind of add on to it, it's more of like a dominance thing. So, like, split split this in two. So, like, you have a group of guys and you have a group of girls. Group of guys are over here. One of them's, you know, let's just say one of them is, like, highly advanced pistol. Not the instructor. Like, the instructor's off to the side. But there is, like, one guy that does know similar to what he's doing. He has a strong ego. They're all going to start competing, in a sense, on what's going on because one of them has to be better than the other. Then you have the women where there might be one that's slightly more advanced or whatever that is doing better in a sense, than some of the other ladies. Those other ladies are going to be asking her what she's doing to help improve themselves, not try to compete, in a sense, as much as the guys do. And I've seen that personally a lot more. Um, And when I was down in Georgia instructing, I saw it a lot because a lot of the women were more helping each other out versus trying to compete on who could be the fastest shot or who could draw the fastest or whatever. It was more of... Take your time, know your strengths, and just move through it because it's not a race. You know, like you're all learning there together. Why compete for it when you're supposed to be learning? And that's that's an exceptional way of looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you're I think you're exactly right on that. It's just my two cents. You no, know, that's a very valid two cents. Um, I'm going to value that at least a nickel. All right. No. Uh, so so back on track. Not even a dime. I'll give it a dime. Okay. So okay. so, so I'll back that on up track. to a quarter. Getting women <laughs> oh into the gosh. shooting sports from an instructor's perspective, I'd rather have women at the bench all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. If the emotional attached male figure in their life could stay home, we'd be a lot more productive. Um, how do we advance that cause? Because that's hard to separate. Men want women to do this with them because it's something they enjoy. And to Caitlin's point, the women got to want to be there too, though. 
Because if mm-hmm. they don't, they're not going to enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. So how do we advance that? Well, I, th- I think WyoTech is is working very hard with that with the women's courses, and we're we're looking to take a program very similar to that nationwide. Um, I I think women and even younger shooters, Caitlin, you're you kind of fit into both categories here. I you're the future of this, and if we don't pass on our skills and our beliefs and kind of our stances on things, then this is all going to die out rather quickly. Absolutely. So, you know, Caitlin, I, no pressure here, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're the, you're the future of the sport, and uh, we're laying a lot on your shoulders here. Yeah, I've actually been putting a lot of thought in that in the last couple months, um, getting ready to kind of know what I'm doing. Like I'm fixing to graduate and once I graduate, I'm kind of in a sense free, I guess, not necessarily free, but I've got a lot of choices and decisions to make. And I've been kind of tiptoeing around a little bit on what if I do this? What if I do that? And I'm trying to rely on what my morals or what my morals are and what I want to do for the future and what what kind of difference I want to make. And one of those is I want to start getting start becoming an instructor and instructing a lot more and teaching these women and kids younger, the younger generation, I should say, um, more about the firearms industry, more on how to properly handle a firearm how to properly shoot a firearm that it's more than just pick up a gun and shoot it like there's more to it than that um and i know a lot of our like juniors that i'm around now will say oh yeah like that's cool we need to be teaching the younger generation but there's more than just thinking about it we have to actually act upon it and I'm one of those to where if I'm going to say it, I'm going to take action on it. And that's what I really plan on doing for the future because I strongly believe that we are the future. And even now, there's fewer and fewer. And you know, you guys know how active I was last year going to matches. I was everywhere, literally. And I just continuously started seeing fewer and fewer juniors. And it was, it was my exact same group. There's a group of like six juniors that just pretty much traveled together. And it was always just us, but it was like, it would be us. And then later 20 year olds and up, that's all that it was. And it's honestly kind of saddening the fact that we're not seeing more involved, which part of that is my generation, but if we act on it, then I believe that it can change. Just show them the positive nature of what you're doing and share it with them. You'll find the ones that want to come out and play. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's awesome. And, Caitlin, I, we're kind of coming down to it here, and I, I really want to thank you for being on. I know we kept you up late. You, you were up early uh, traveling and competing um so it was really awesome that you were able to bring the energy and a little bit of sass to our our little group here um any any closing thoughts 
you know, we're, we're talking about getting women into the industry and getting into shooting sports. What, what's one thing you would, you would tell somebody, um, you know, other than, you know, don't train with your spouse and, and, and gear selection. Is there, is there anything you would pinpoint to tell someone just getting into this? Um, I think just the major thing that I just want to say is if you believe it, you can do it. And that's really all that I can say. There's not really much, there's not much more to it than that. Um, I started off a few years ago shooting and I believed that I could get to this point where I'm at now and I'm doing it and I have goals and I am making like I'm completing those goals every single day so believe in yourself and know that anything you can set your mind to you can do so if you want to go to the range and pick up a firearm and learn how to shoot do it and don't be afraid to do it because there are people out there that do care and that will stand by your side and push you to do great things that is awesome and i couldn't set it better Thank you, Caitlin, for being on, and we will all see you next week on Deer Shooter. Thank you.